0: Prior to that, you could buy explosives at the hardware store. I mean, just any joke and go in and get them. So, I just want to make sure you know this was back in a time when nobody really cared as long as you know what you do. So, I brought this stuff <laughs> as home. As long as you know, know and what this you're guy, doing, every as smart as I was. <laughs> and I can remember rocks the size of a, uh, I don't know, hyper size of a truck bed hitting on the other side of me where I was running through. I thought, well, this is useless. So this I, is I've useless. Going to the ground. I just put my hands. on I'm going to die. I'm going to die.
1: Hey everybody welcome back to the Hayden outbound podcast I'm Philip I'm Shane I'm Daryl Sherl we have some explosive literally stories from Daryl tonight Daryl was in the several occupations that I know
2: of and and Thanks. the main the main most interesting to me was definitely the explosive
0: this, area sure this was a, a big part the biggest part of my life actually about among- uh, many other things that I did, but the explosives kinda took the big part of it and uh was uh, basically thirty years as explosive technician and a lot of up and downs and uh, and I wound up in some pretty unique places and yeah. some pretty interesting things happen, you know, and uh, uh so I guess we start at the top, uh, start and I'm gonna bring out this little uh they both have no clue what's in this. No, I have no so idea what's box so box about. Can you get that open for me? Can you, me, want, you it, want me to it's open just a piece of little tape over and this is actually a storytelling aid. And we're going to I'm it, a
2: little bit it, hesitant. Just, don't, don't something to jump
0: out of the <laughs> box? It good. It's not heavy. It's not ticking. So, yeah, it's uh, not you know, ticking. just, yeah, just well, Shane put skunks skunk in a butter
1: bowl. A oh, yeah. the last time we're we been talking
0: I'm that. kind of drawn back here myself. I, I,
2: got, a little, I got a little tape here. Let's <laughs> see if we can get you it back.
0: See one of those little snakes that sprang out?
2: That's exactly what I'm thinking cause it is bulging <laughs> a little bit, I don't. You
0: got a name toward Philip. I don't want you to name it towards. Don't really look at it. Just slide it back over here to me.
2: Oh, oh! Don't look at it.
0: Oh, this... no, yeah, yeah. There's okay. no point looking at this. Okay, I get. Right. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Right. What we got in this box is because <clears throat> I'm sure you looked at me because you see me a lot. Yeah. And you knew this hat is really not me. That's so what. Well, this I know. I
2: like the hat
0: though, Daryl. It is. Kind I thought of cool. you were getting a new and style. And that's exactly the reason I wore this tonight. Yeah. This is one of the little gifts my wife had given me for Christmas. Yeah. And because I put it on, I didn't put it on and start jumping up. Yes, this is the hat I've been waiting. On. She thought I didn't like it, so oh, I thought, no. well, if I wear it down here, she's gonna know it. So. Uh, so honestly, you do like it? I honestly love this hat, and I will wear it. It and does suit you. It is, and it, it, it was. Uh, it's like I think it's a, a custom hat yeah. type coming out of Tennessee. Yeah. But anyway, we're gonna label this the Honesty Hat. Okay. So <laughs> I don't know where me, and, where all y'all gonna carry me here. So I brought this hat, and what this hat is, yeah, this is right here. It's kind of a stretch of truth, hat. okay? Uh, all right. Had, embellishment, hat a little bit. It's you know, kind of hat. like a. It was uh, it was Jerry Clower, you Yeah. Know, like he had fifty percent truth in all these yeah, stories. Yeah. so we could, that, well, that goes there. But now here is okay. the deal. because we're talking about explosives and other things and possibly some hunting stories yeah. and award making This right here is I'd go flat out lying. This <laughs> is a scheme. <mystery> so <laughs> so we we gonna this could come into play here. So I'm gonna put this you, box. You out won't, of the way. you won't believe
2: this, but I I thought about tonight. I said you know some of these guests that we have on, we may have to start masking them in a way oh, yeah. that they absolutely. But, uh, they just we, fog them out like they do. But,
0: in- <laughs> first thing I would like to say is before we actually get started, I, I really like to say I, I like what y'all are doing here. I appreciate this because I think it's not only good for the community, but, it, but it, it's it's a combination of things. It's it's educational, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's humorous, you know. We got, it, it's just a good thing, and and, and that's whatever you know. That's what everybody wants. Well,
2: and and the reality is, is when we talk to people, I mean, this is. The man, this is Daryl, right? I don't know if I'd say that. But what I mean is, this is is the truth. Like, there's no edited, hey, Daryl, you know, you got to act this way, you got to act that way. This is, hey, Daryl, just come on and tell us some stories about... Where you've been and what you're doing. So, That's right. so, right now you've got the honesty hat on. I'm so we'll, wearing it. And, we'll uh, just leave that on for this, right now. I'm
0: keeping so. my hand on this one because I know <laughs> it's going to close. So, we'll see. Okay. <laughs> we'll anyway, we'll see where
2: it goes. So, uh, well, very good. Now that we got the hats open, we got the box open. Those so, we're going to go
0: off into occupation. So, I'm just going to go ahead and I got to get it rid right. of this. Okay. Okay. So okay. stay real close, honesty. If I brush back over my career, I think about, uh, all the, ed- you know, we, that we were sent all uh, updates and, and re educating on explosives cause technology was, and it's really crazy now how yeah. much technology is in, in the world of explosives. Yeah. But uh, it's all high tech, you know, it's all computer programmed detonators and, and they got drone, you know, and they're doing laser profiling stuff. All this stuff is, you know, you know how it's things really, got? really, really, really High tech, which yeah. is what got me out of it because I thought, whoa, this is too much. For I'm me. not really high tech. No. But uh, you know, back in the day when I was my, my best, my highest knowledge of explosives was about three months after I got to working with it. I knew everything about it. And uh, <laughs> Out of the gate. Three, three oh, months yeah. in, oh, I know yeah. it all. I buddy. was a pro, buddy. I mean, yeah. I was ready to go. You yeah. wanna know about explosives? I was love to asked So I'll never forget this. And and my oldest brother, Max, he's uh he lives, he's been living up in Pigeon Forge area for about 30 years. But uh back in the day, he was clearing, and you know these people well, and uh, this is a local story. So Laddie Lewis yeah. was uh having my brother he had equipment and he was clearing some property. And anybody knows anything about clearing land or construction. When you hit a big sweet gum tree, you, you got problems. You I mean, it's absolutely problems. the rough, toughest tree in the continental United. You know, state mm-hmm. to dig up so he called me i was at work in the mines and um I said, "Hey, I got, I got a big problem here." He said, uh, "I've been spending a half a day on this stump, you know, and what it was, it was the mother of all sweet gum stumps, and it had the, the big mom. one in the middle. I mean, mm-hmm. it, was, it was huge; it was big as this table, and it had like seven or eight small ones yeah. growing up around, around it." Yeah. So when I he said, "Can you can you do anything to help me? Can you get some explosives down here?" And I said, "Sure, you know, we'll take care of these. because I knew everything. <laughs> No problem." <laughs> That's not so a problem. Uh, I know how to do. I mean, it. I, I was actually excited about this. I only leave really work early. I you know I'll take care of this thing yeah. so uh, so when I get there you have know, to know my brother he was he was a lot smarter than I was you know even yeah. though I knew everything at that point so when I get down there yeah he had dug up the whole world this thing was on the fence line and of course Laddie and him was up there and, yeah. and uh, so I brought home some stuff and it was at that time it was kind of new technology it was where you could shoot explosives in wet environments mm-hmm. and stuff and they had this product called of uh, what was that the uh, TNC 600, I think, was what it Mm calls. And uh, it was a slurry, a water slurry and everything. But the deal was, like ammonia nitrate, everything, like— it's got a detonating velocity Like ammonia nitrate Like they used on Oklahoma City Detonates at about 1,300 feet per second So yeah. that's expansion rate You know And that's basically What explosion is It's expansion Starving for oxygen And so But this stuff was Kind of uncontrollable We didn't know much about it Because I think it detonated Like 27,000 feet per second This Whoa. stuff is violent So it was hard to control You know Yeah And it's like the product They call emulsions They use today If they pump in the truck So anyway i get there with it and i had several sticks of dynamite one of these hard cast boosters and everything and uh, you know this was in a day I, I need to go explain this this was a day when nobody really cared about explosives it was much you know, less we'd regulated. deliver explosives like to the county up I and mean, you just yeah. stole them in a box it yeah. had no lock on it, it was right. mm-hmm. so you know and and mm-hmm. prior to that you could buy explosives at the hardware store i mean just any joke could go in and get them so I just want to make sure you know this was back in a time when nobody really cared as long as you know what you do. So I brought this stuff home. <laughs> yes, you know, you know what you're doing. you every smart <laughs> as, as I was. And so, uh, so I brought it out there and I started poking dynamite in there. Yeah. You know. And he, it in. So my brother says, oh, you ain't been digging this stump up. He said, put some more in that. And I was getting frustrated with him because he was forcing me. I said, no, nah, I don't think so. I think yeah. I don't want to get too much in here. Yeah. And he said, well, what is that product there? I thought, I said, that's it. New TNC 600. He said, well, put some of that put in. Put it in there. Oh, yeah. So it kind of sliced off like Jello. You know, oh. so it's always little chunks, and I thought, ah, oh, you know what? Uh, I don't think you need to put that much. Yeah. And he's like pushing me back, get away! I don't know what I'm doing. I thought, okay, so I really I boiled over there. I thought, okay, you know so much, you I'm did. the explosives expert. Yeah. Stick it in there. Yeah. So he did, this. and we get back there. Of course, we're stretching wire back, and I and, and I think these wire rows of wire was like, you know, he's using electronic detonator. So I roll his wires like 300 feet per row. So I thought, yeah, I better go another row. So 600 feet away. You know, we're all standing out here to pick up, and so two, I, I was uh, 200
1: yards? I was worth 200 yards.
0: Oh, uh, yeah. And we stand in there just kind of loosely on the back, so I hook it up to this blasting machine, and nobody there, including myself, knew what was about to take place. Didn't have a clue. I had no clue what was fixed to happen. So, as soon as I hit that little plunger, you push a button, and you twist it to the right, and it went off. All I seen was a blur. And it was just like, they was stumps come by us up. It warped five speeds. I mean, they was skipping. This, and I watched <laughs> one go across the soybean back just sitting that over 100 and 200 feet. I thought, geez, will one come by <laughs> us. When the, when the dust cold, Mr. Laddie was over. He come crawling up under man. my truck. He, you know, it's amazing what you, what you can do when you're scared. So, you know, I, all I had to do was jump, and it was over. You know? Yeah. And so uh yeah. it's all cleared, you know, and I thought, oh God, you know, is everybody okay? Everybody's <laughs> ears are ring. Sound <laughs> the horn. All clear. <laughs> yeah. They, no, I didn't have it on. But I, I was I was relieved to see that everybody was still alive. Yeah. You know? <laughs> relieved. So the next thing is is like everybody's like, Wow, let's go see what we done here. And let's so look at the this damage. is the first time I've ever seen a real crater. Yeah. You know. And so we go out there and there's nothing but this giant hole as big as this building. Yeah. And I looked down in and I thought, Whoops. Well, Stumps are gone. Stumps gone. (laughs) So we went, kind of went around. We seen some of them take off and skip across Mm. the soybean patches and whatever and across people's pastures and stuff. Yeah. And they was, all the small ones, it was around this huge stump. And I thought, what happened to the big stump? Yeah. And so we all determined that because explosives were stuck there, it just disintegrated in a million pieces. So... You know, we by it. So we roll that up. And of course, you know, no longer digging the stump up. He said, I just got to fill this huge hole. Now we gotta up. fill the hole. So up. we're going out that evening. Mm. We drive down here And we drive mm. across the pasture And we hit the road What is mm-hmm. that little circle down there? Yeah. Whatever the name of it is Holt circle or something like so that So I turned to the left going home And I look in the middle of the road mm. And there's I said what's Something's hitting the highway down here This is a, over a quarter mile away Now look, The fence was ripped up Oh man. And I look way no. down Across the road There was that stuff Oh, oh my <laughs> oh, goodness what, what could have happened What could have possibly went wrong here? So anyway, that was that was that story, and that was back in uh, the
2: stump did not disintegrate. It, it did just not. It moved itself. It
0: launched, mm-hmm.
2: launch. of course. uh You know, and I, did has have you heard? I mean, after we after we aired this, you may hear from Elon Musk though. He may want you down there at
0: Elon Star- yeah. Starlink. He may do it. You know, for,
2: and for uh, launching the. the well, let me ask you this.
1: Before that time, had you shot anything with that jello, or was this the first? Oh yeah, time? We, okay.
0: We used it, but we used it in real confined space. You know, drilled boreholes one hundred twenty right. five, one hundred twenty feet deep. 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 So yeah. the, your rock is absorbing all the mm-hmm. you know energy.
2: Well, and, and and that's what the rock's supposed to. do. And it it like it you does. said, it absorbs it. It does. It just fractures it because it it has so much force around it to to keep it down. That's exactly but The right. stump did not have that amount of force.
0: No, and it was a, a real big overkill. They should have It you know. became a rocket ship. I can't believe that, man.
1: So what, what did you feel like? So when you're, you're driving down the road and you realize that the, the fences tore up, the roads tore up, and that was that stump, what were you thinking at that point?
0: Where did you? Where did your stomach I, end Well, up? I, I'm going to be honest with you. That was the start of be a belittlement. It's a I Maybe need, to, humble learn, I need to learn about it. I really do. I yeah. don't know as much as I thought. But, you know, we had another thing, and this was when they was uh, rebuilding. Do you remember the old H&S garage that sat right on the road? Do you remember? I don't. It remember was a ten that. building.
1: Was it on one hundred and sixty?
0: It was, and it's where H and S is now. So they built it back. But I, I this was another year or two around the road, and then gained some more knowledge. Yeah, and that got a little bit smarter. I got a little smarter, and uh, a little but I was a, I was more cautious. But he was he was building this new garage, and they needed these big cylinders, you know, that lifts a car to go to the ground. These things were big, you know. So they had hit rock. And he calls and uh, says, hey, you know, can you shoot this rock for me? I said, sure, I'm sure. And so they had already actually drilled the holes. And because of incidents like, I went through this stump and other things along the trail. I learned to be a little more cautious. So we get it loaded. And he said, Look, I don't want to drill back here drilling again. I want to get it all at one time. I thought, Well, okay, we're going to do just that. Yeah. So the hose were dry. So we used uh, a buck explosive. We used ammonia nitrate, just mm-hmm. basically the same chemical makeup as the farmer used, but it's more mm-hmm. absorbent for diesel fuel and all. So anyway, so I loaded that up pretty good, and we covered it up with dirt. he said, do you think I should put one of these cars? I said, oh, absolutely. I said, we need to pull a car. So he had this old junk station wagon. (laughs) And he drunk it out with that wrecker, and he puts it right over that hole. At that point, I felt pretty comfortable. Yeah. But there was the unknown again. Here we are, and we're only, this time, we're only about, 150 feet from this, so we mm. back down the highway, and there was the same thing that I told you. I go, nobody there knew what was fixed to take place. Yeah, and so the minute I hit that thing, that. Station, station wagon left here. Mm. It left here. It looked almost like a cartoon. It went yeah. up and it got like a little match mark. No <laughs> way. And it, and it just slowly, like in slow motion, it flips back over and here it comes back here down. it comes back At over. that point, yeah. everybody said, we got to clear out. Got so here to go. was Bill Smith and everybody running for their life. Yeah. And that car come back down and slammed right in front of us. Ah, I My mean,
2: gracious. Awful
0: noise. And then everybody just kind of looked at each other. Daryl, what'd you do, Daryl? But you know, here's, and I I don't know if you ever knew Bill Smith, but he's like, Wow, we got let's do that again. (laughs) (laughs) They liked it so, but uh, you know, that was just another one of them miss outs. And I think I mentioned to you the story about Uncle Hugh, you know, when we shot that. That's another, all this stuff happened around here, close because that's where I live, but uh. What did Uncle, what was that what was that one well about, you know Huber? this is Shane's Hubert Thomas right, and he's right. I, he passed away several years but mm-hmm. I worked with you at American bridge when I first came out of school mm-hmm. as, a, as an iron worker apprentice and uh, and that was another one of the different hats he's i he's a hard-working man oh he was a tremendous yeah and I loved him to death but he would work and and Hubert I thought he was really old how old was he when I worked with him I don't know probably upper 40s but he'd work out any five or six young guys there, he would put them to shame. Yeah. And uh, he'd go that way all day long. But I loved him. I mean, he was just a great guy. And, and what that's got to do with this next story up, the, what we call cargo Holler, mm-hmm. which oh, is yeah. the creek it dumped out in front of Hugh's house. And I, and I actually drove by it today, and I looked off in there because I couldn't remember how. That's pretty deep. Of it's really deep, yeah. And uh, you may have seen this yourself. Oh, yeah. So anyway, back in the day, we did a lot of roaming, and up in there, there was just huge beaver dams. I'm talking about this is the biggest. This thing was literally 10 foot tall, and it backed that whole holler with water. And then... There's just a the part of me that wanted to see it go I gotta away. to get rid of that beaver dam. So we load this dam up with about three or four charges. And we set this thing off. And it looked like some kind of war over in Africa. They was coming down in spears. We were running through the woods. <laughs> and I look back, and I look at this wall of water, water like a, what do you call those Japanese yeah, tsunami. tsunamis? tsunamis. <laughs> what tassumis. do you call them? This wall of water is coming down the taller. At that point, I was like, oh, my God, I'm fixing to take out 160. Yeah. So and it looked bad. I mean, you just wouldn't believe how much water. So we wanted to at least get down there to see it. So we jump in this truck. <laughs> oh, yeah, you got to see we're it. We're going to wash out 160. So, we how, need to this see is it go. How slow water moves, you know. It's like, so we drive straight through this thing and I look down the creek. So we stayed there three or four minutes. No water. I thought, I know this is the creek. So we drove up the road and I thought, well, maybe there's another little creek up here. Maybe I missed it. Not there. So we come back and we just parked the truck. I thought, well, just obviously hadn't got here yet. So we're standing there mm. and I didn't want to I wanted to be ready to go because I didn't know what know. Uh, <clears throat> so about that time Uncle Hugh spots us over there. We're standing over there above the creek. <laughs> and he comes over I thought, oh, that's not good. This ain't good. I think I may have to get that boggin out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, get your other Yo, hat on. Man. So he says, uh, what are you boys doing? Uh uh, we uh, if he goes to the live part, uh, we was just thinking about getting some crawfish down here to go by the trot line in the oh, river. Oh, yeah. and he said, Well, I can tell you one thing, you're not going to get them standing up here on the road. And I thought, oh, mm, I don't go down there. Yeah, but I'd really like yeah, to stay don't up here. I do not want to be down there, so uh, anyway, by the time we're like, we had to go down there because we just told him to do, it. we hear it, mm, we hear oh, sticks are breaking. Uncle Hugh says. What What the devil's name is that? He said, is those cows coming down here? (laughs) And we knew what it was. But... Thank God that it didn't just come as a wall. It done hit and spread out, out slowed yeah. itself down. So what we've seen is a gradual coming up. But in my mind, I could just see that same tidal wave washing out a big chunk of 160. Yeah. And I, I guess jail, maybe. I don't yeah. Know. What
2: do do you have to say about that? What'd he say? Well,
0: you know. Must, somebody's that, well, down must have yeah, yeah, somebody. That's the first thing he said. He said, somebody's down must have broke <laughs> <He's>... <laughs> It did. It
1: did. He was right
0: can these big queries and stuff that I would shoot They'd have you underneath the rock truck and some of them actually had these shooting drums that yeah. was real thick steel but I've had them things with me inside them just rocks hammering them you know it's just it's terrifying you know at first it's, it's very you, you, dangerous you get used to it yeah <clears throat> but I'll never forget it, and this I'll try to quicken this story. I was shooting some uh, uh, in Weedowie, Alabama, and this was not many years before I retired. And but I, I started that quarry down there, and a guy named Rod, and, and I hope he ain't listening to this podcast because I'm going to tell you, yeah. this story. but uh, Rodney Walker, he owned it, and um, he had his own little helicopter, and uh, you know, and everything. And actually, how he found this rock, he's seen all this granite sticking up out of the ground, so he wound up buying the property. But anyway, uh he bought it and started the, the quarry. So I went down there to initiate the first shot. And uh so we loaded that thing. It was it was a lot of holes, and it was real, most of them real shallow, four to 12 foot, I think they were. And so those are the most dangerous shots because you can't really, you know, they have nowhere to go but up and out. Yeah. And so – you know, they start off real shallow, and as the hill progressed, you drill deeper, you know, because you're trying to shoot a flat four, so you're going to send this stuff on its way. So it was a lot of holes. I don't remember, 100 and something at least, because uh, it took us pretty much a half a day to load it. So this being, this this being in Weedowie, and I think, uh, I can't remember the, the uh, little town there was next to it, but then it's the it Randolph You better change something.
2: your hat, Daryl. Huh? You better change your hat. Oh, I'm
0: it. Uh, well, I can stay honest <laughs> Oh <laughs> uh, yeah. This is uh, honestly. Uh, but anyway, so I get ready to shoot this shot and I look over across a hill, across a little settlement pond, and here's two Broncos, one I'm the sheriff of of Weedo, a roundup, whatever that is yeah. there. I can't remember the town now. So they're sitting there to watch this shot. So here comes Rodney around. Right, he said, Are you ready to go with this thing? I said, uh, no. I said, Who's these people? And he said, Well, that's the sheriff and the mayor. They want to watch the shot. I said, Well, here's the deal. And Rodney talked, I'm not going to say he's like, he talked kind of real soft, like a woman. Mm -hmm. And so I I says, Well, Rodney, go back in and tell him I will not fire the shot with them sitting there. Mm -hmm. And I said, They're in a horribly dangerous place. And I said, So he goes around there and tells them. And so in a minute, he comes back. They're still sitting there. And I says, He said, they said they was fine.
2: And I said, <laughs> they said <laughs> they were fine.
0: And I said, well, look. here's the, last words. We sit here all day. I won't, I'm not going to kill these people. Yeah. I said, he said, well, where do they need to go? And I said, well, they can go back up here where I'm going to shoot it from. And then yeah. we got shelter and everything. So... This shot was super violent. I've, it was loud. It was just, I, I learned that day how violent granite mm-hmm. was. In the heart of the rock, it shatters like glass and it throws crazy. Mm-hmm. And so they go up there. They're so mm-hmm. mad at me because I wouldn't mm-hmm. let them sit there. They wouldn't even speak to me. And so I said, fine, you know. So yes. when I put that shot on. I literally had to push him off to keep him from hugging and kissing me because there was a solid wall of rock. Took out trees. Everything. They would have killed them both off. Killed them. them both. Yeah, just filled that sediment basin up. And it come out, oh, violent. It was so loud. I mean, that was one day you when would you... have to just sit this to believe how violent that is.
2: One it... day you really knew what you were talking about.
0: Oh, yeah. That was, yeah. that was good at one three of, months. Yeah. years
2: down the road, a lot of training, a lot of mistakes. <laughs> Didn't you? Didn't you tell me a story one time? And you may not want to tell it. Oh, you might get the, you hat. Get the hat out <laughs> or the boggin.
0: Go ahead and put the boggin on for this one, right? You yeah. was sitting there telling about running from rock and stuff. Uh, I, that that's happened so often. That I remember one time that I and that was in my early years. But you know I'd been working for a year or two. But it's when I first broke off on my own because I was under a trainee in the coal mines. I worked for Rob Reed actually, mm-hmm. and I'm sure you heard of him. He's actually named, named to the stadium. You know, I worked mm-hmm. for him for about fifteen years. Really in the mines, yeah. And uh, so. Not long we got in a tight. He had several mines going in Blunt County, and they said, There was he you know, the Wayne Smith, he was he was a black guy that actually trained me out of Tuscaloosa and he was pretty good at what he did. And uh but he said he said, If you got this down pat, he said, We're in a tight. We need to split off. You can you load this shot? And so he gave me a basics to go by. I thought, yeah, yeah, I, yeah, I feel good, I okay. This. I feel yeah. okay with it. So he said, well, you know what? If if these are like six and three quarter inch holes, he said, you know, he just give me like a, a rule of thumbs. You know, if they're 10 foot deep, you know, uh, you use a half a bag or whatever. So it's just like a, you know. Just rough. Yeah, rough ballpark rough. thing. So when I get over there, the holes were some almost five foot deep. He said, "Ah, six foot, half a bag, man, half a bag." It didn't hurt, so I did, and I just went through. I load the whole shot, get it loaded, and so they had. This was like a rock truck and a loader pit, mm-hmm. and uh, so it was those big rock. You know, you've seen. And <laughs> so I signal to them, I'm ready to shoot. So they get on the radios and they are started doing the commands and blocking the roads and they blow the sirens and everything and little. Another situation, I just really didn't know what was fixing to happen. Yeah. And so I was studying for the first time in my life, right out in the wide open looking at this shot, and I seen <laughs> all these trucks parked in a row way across the ridge. They backed up and got away like he said, you yeah. know. And uh, when I took that trigger – it was just like my life went into slow motion. I was like, whoa. <laughs> <You> know, <laughs> and I was running <laughs> for my life because it just lit the sky rock. You couldn't even see oh, the sun and everything. And I remember running. And, and at that point in time, that wasn't too many years after my athletic years. I was still pretty you good Yeah. I was moving really good. And I can remember rocks the size of a, I don't know, half the size of a truck bed hitting on the other side of me. Where I was running through, I thought, well, this is useless. So this I, is you i mean, going to the ground. I just put my hands on. I'm going to die. I'm going to die. And uh, you know, to honest, you it's honesty that's still up, Man. And it just, it was all over. And I got hit by a few small ones. I thought, thank God. <laughs> I mean, no right. and now <laughs> you got to look for everybody yeah, really. else. And so when I I run back to the net, I'm really shaking. I'm really nervous because I I felt like I've I've killed somebody or hurt somebody. And I did knock some windshields and stuff out. And uh, so, but I went back to the edge of that wall that I just shot and I looked and it was still really dusty. So I had to stand there like eight or 10 minutes. And then when I could see the rock trucks all of a sudden through the dust. You know, I see people crawling up under the rock truck. Going,
1: <laughs> no, you, had right enough, you had off. done
0: the same thing that happened to you. Yeah. So I can relate to that. why I tell you, I, I told you that I can relate to that. I remember those things.
2: And, and there is nothing scarier than seeing four tons of rock. Oh, uh, oh, a so, I mean, a solid piece, four tons heavy, that would normally I mean, it just don't move but it has elevated it you have it's it has not elevated itself you have elevated it thousands of feet in the air and it becomes oh, like you true. said a speck And then you see it getting bigger and bigger and bigger, and and knowing it's going to hit somewhere. This guy's got to come down.
0: I'm really not good at explaining stuff, and I don't know if I'm getting across to you, but unless you see it, you don't really realize how violent that stuff is. I'll never forget, I was up at Gibbs Chapel. This is up close to Snead. And uh, we had like a – this was like a flatbed truck, like a ton truck, and it had this big wooden magazine on the back, real thick oak, you know, so your detonators was on one side and your – dynamite or primers was in the other side. And and you know, and you carried bags of ammonia nitrate. This was before the buck explosive thing really took hold. And so we loaded this shot and the only place I had to get was kind of not directly in front of it, but off to the side, yeah. and I felt a little uneasy. So I remember kind of hiding behind that magazine when I. But I, I like to look at him back then, and I got to where I didn't even want to see him. I just, you know, yeah. put me under cover. I don't. <laughs> yeah. I've, I've seen enough. <laughs> I don't of want them. to see them. Yeah. <clears throat> so I remember this, and I was like looking around the corner of that box, and I thought something just said, eh, this is not good enough." You know, you need to be better, be a little bit. So I, I literally backed up in front of the truck and when I set that shot off I never really seen a shot I just seen that huge magazine that must have weighed gosh I don't know oh, what 800 pounds it just knocked it right off the back of that truck I mean it was goodness, a boulder gracious. it was just like it comes straight out of that shot line drive I'm talking about travel mid-air 200 <laughs> yards and just woo, woo, it all happened it so out. fast kind of like the stump Yeah, and it was over I And thought, wow
1: that's a good Lord saying. He has not yet, not yet, buddy. You still, he did. You still, I still he, got he, stuff for you, you to know, do. Uh,
0: there's a million stories because old was said right that he did. You know, he's, I, I said he's got to have a purpose for me. you
2: still have you still hanging out for leave. some
0: reason? He's letting me live.
2: I've got some. <clears throat> I've got some close re- relatives that used to play right here on this highway. I mean, you know, you hear about how busy it is now, but used to, they might be one or two cars would come by, yeah, a day. At night, though, was when everybody would come by because everybody's coming home from work, those ones that did work away. They would play what they called purse. You ever heard of it? Where they would tie a string to a purse in the middle of the road. And this culvert down here, just down from the house, they would hide in there. So the car would come by, and then they would, as the car come by, they would leave the purse out there. Of course, it would drive by, slam on the brakes, yeah, and then what's... they yanked the purse yeah. out of the, out of the <laughs> highway, right? This is
0: all you had to do. So what, like that's, what, what kind of entertainment? I mean, world.
2: clean entertainment, right? <clears throat> well, so purse got boring. It, was, it wasn't enough to have purse, so they, wanted, they, they got a snake. They killed a, a rat snake, about a five-foot rat snake, and they pinned it in a... or like it Mm -hmm. was crawling, you know, Mm -hmm. in an S shape. And they drove nails in it so it would dry where it looked like it was crawling. And they would go out there and put it in the middle of the road and make it wiggle across the road a little bit. (laughs) This is good stuff <laughs> we did people something. would slam on the brakes and tear out in reverse, trying to get back so they could kill the snake and then they would just jerk it off the edge. There's no telling how many people that they got with that, and they would just cackle and so one night they did that, and the people got mad. And they were going to chase them. This was all soybeans at that time. They were going to chase them and get them. And this, the, one of the younger ones was in the back and he was going, Hey, y'all, wait up. Y'all, wait up. Someone's <laughs> in the front was going, Shut up. You know, don't tell where we're at. Then, no. So the guy's chasing them through the soybean patch. They make it back around to the house. And of course, the guy comes in and is like, What's happening? The m- m- mom was like, no, the mom was really upset about that. <laughs> they they paid for that day of snake or a purse that had turned <laughs> okay. into snake.
0: Okay, <laughs> Just had to get you creative. Are, yeah. are successful. Reminded me of another one. I never we done this bicycle thing. I don't know if you ever heard this one. And we we was up on the mountain and uh, halfway up Hog Mountain like this. And I remember, and you know, Sam Ayers' rig had you know. Do you remember bottle? I do. People call mm-hmm. bottle. And of course, he had this uh, Mercury Cyclone at that yeah. time, and it was a uh, hot rod somewhat, and. Uh, We made this dummy, and I remember looking at this dummy. I thought, wow, we really out this looks real. This looks real. We did, it looked good. We've outdone ourselves. So we lay the bicycle out in the road, and we put the little kid dummy out in the road. And to make people stop And we just laugh ha You know So back that time We hear somebody coming And buddy They're really coming with it You know They got this thing And it's bottles In that Mercury Cyclone you Yeah know? And he comes to that dummy And he just opens it up And hit that dummy And it went straight up in there <laughs> I thought Jesus great. I, How did he know That wasn't one of us We did. I thought Let's don't wreck it. If you in this road, don't lay here get out of the road. Get out of the road. Bottle's Especially if right Bottles
1: is you. driving. Yeah.
0: yeah. And he was like, he just, I, I thought, well, did he see us doing this? How did he know? Because that, I was right there. didn't it look real to did me. Did you ever interview Bottle to know what he was thinking? You know, oh, no, no, it never come up. But I think somebody had to see us and tell him or something because, I mean, it was like when he come around the curb. Right he wasn't letting out of it. He was staying in there He her. like opens it up Wow. Well, <laughs> and He downshifted. Oh yeah, he did. He took on. out the dummy. Yeah, that dummy went straight up. Man, but, what uh, clean fun! Those those were the days. He yeah, that, that, but that in that day, that's that's you created your own fun. You created yeah, that, your own fun. I never forget my neighbor went. I'll never forget this. And and I know you know the trick, and you've heard the trick about people putting like cow poop in a paper bag and yeah. knocking on doors, setting on fire. And so this was long about. And I and this I'm going to get back before both of your time here. But this is when and it was a few movies about UFOs. There Mm -hmm. was like a uh, something counter of the third kind or something. It come out in the theaters and stuff. So you started to see it and and it was kind of like these Chinese movies, today's technology with like the, what is the creature the Chinese always run? uh, Godzilla. Godzilla. Yeah, yeah, you know, and now it's a joke because everything, we can make things look real now. So it was kind of that deal, but I would never forget this was the the UFO thing was starting to come on the scene, kind of like, you know, they made a movie about Sasquatch. I brought up the Panther thing. But they made a movie about Sasquatch back then. But anyway, so we thought, you know, this UFO thing. So we took an old welding hood, and we wrapped it up in tinfoil. And (laughs) to her, it obviously looked pretty real. So this was like at Halloween, right before Halloween. So we was thinking a way to dress up, because you just didn't go buy a costume. You know, you wore a sheet or something. Yeah. And so I remember we thought, well, let's do the sack deal and the UFO deal. (laughs) So we go up for a step and we set that sack down. So I knock on the door and they had this like this six pane window, you know, it's like this, just like that one. And that's uh, nine, nah, Yeah. But anyway. I was looking through the window with that mask, and she heard us knock. She turned around and looked. She just immediately clapped. Uh-uh. <laughs> I thought, she passed out. So she's had a heart attack. You know, we just kids. So did I kill her? You did. You I know, kill her. We never got to the sack part where oh, she opened it. Oh, man.
2: The, the, ET, yeah. or the ET, the the
0: the extraterrestrial yeah, being just yeah, that was me. caused her to pass right out. <laughs> yeah, that was pretty funny stuff. But, you know, that's kind of like saying. you said. You, you created your own fun back in that. And, for sure. And, I was really destructive, kid, when I come up. Yeah, but they but give that me makes something a problem. lot. Of, everything's <laughs> adding up. It all ties out. in. Oh, yeah. I, I'm telling you, and it's all fixed to come to a head right here. But I was really destructive. I tore stuff. I didn't care. I was just a nonchalant. Kid. I didn't care about anything. Yeah. If they give me something to Christmas and it had a motor in it, I wanted to tear it, tear apart, it apart see what that motor, what made it go. Mm-hmm. And it made me a creative person because I wanted to, yeah. i take the motors out and build something else. Well, it was fine in what it was. You yeah. Know? So we went through the, yeah, you know, you may not have heard the erector sets mm-hmm. and would mm-hmm. built. And put little motors on it, stuff was drove me crazy. I loved it, and uh, but I would just tear stuff up, and I was reckless. And my daddy's favorite saying, I've heard it a million times. And I can still hear him screaming it today because <laughs> I was. He said, "Son." You're nothing but a line of destruction. He <laughs> yeah. said, I can follow you everywhere you go by stuff tore up. He said, when you grow up, get into something you tear stuff up because you'll be good at it. Yeah. So that's why I got into the explosive. Days. Here we are.
1: You couldn't have picked a better line of work.
0: Right <laughs> yeah. right in yeah. line with it, so, wasn't it? Uh, you did just exactly what daddy said to do. He did. I did. You know, I, I didn't really have any bearing. I don't know. <laughs> I think it, it was an act of desperation. Uh you know, I, I'll tell you this this is how I got started in explosive business. And uh, it, it was really, it, it I can keep my honesty hat yeah. on. I never forget this. I was I went through a horrible time in my life, and uh, oh, it was really bad, you know. But I I, can't, I always stay positive. I did have a few. I went through my daddy died when I was seventeen years old. He had just died, and my mother was mentally not right. That kind of finished her off. She had a chemical imbalance, and mm-hmm. she basically died in a mental institution. Wow. So you know we that was you know we kind of self raised ourselves. Yeah, I I was trying to find a way out. All right. And, you know, yeah. and, and get a hold of myself. So I really, you know, there were my chances to go to college and stuff down in pipe and stuff. Mm-hmm. And I uh, was 17 years old. You know, uh, daddy had a pretty big company running. You know, he cut right aways for Alabama Power and done drum, a lot of clearing, building lakes and ponds, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So he had a pretty good business, but I was too young to take it over. My oldest brothers took it over. So uh, I was in desperate need. Of a job, really. Mm-hmm. So I'll never forget this. Rob Reed, real on the very top of the smoke rise up there. And I went and knocked on his door one day. And I thought, well, you know, it's the difference between I want a job and I got to have a I job. I'll never yeah. forget this. And uh, so I knocked on the door and his wife, Dolores, come to the mm-hmm. door, which I later became... You know, friends with all of them. Wonderful but she lady. said, "Can I, yeah, I said, she said, can I help you, son? I said, well, yes, ma'am, I'm here to talk to Mr. Reed about a job. She said, well, I'm sorry, we don't we don't interview jobs here. You'll have to go to the office, which was an hour, 10 hour, ma'am. I said, I, well, ma'am, I, I really need to speak to him. I really need a job bad. She said, well, I'm sorry. So she closed the door, and I knocked on the door again. She said, look, you're, you know, you... You can go fill out an application. You can go to their office. I said, Miss, Mr. Reed, you don't understand. I need to talk to Mr. Reed. And so, about that time, I seen him stick his head around the corner. He said, Dolores, let that kid in. He said, anybody that wants a job that, that bad. That bad. Yeah. I'll find something to do. So, I never And that get was that. it. That was and, the interview was. application. So he called me in his house and he said, son, he said, I don't really have anything for you to do. He said, but you be at you that bottom gate at Altoona Mountain at six o'clock Monday morning. We'll find, find some. you a job. And when he got there, I guess he was kind of like, okay, what are we going to do with him? Let's put him on the blasting crew. Put him on the blasting so
1: crew. There, That's it how all it all started. started. And the rest started. is history. Uh,
0: I've seen some crazy stuff happen, but it was, it was educational, but it was kind of a, wow. to, from where I advanced to in the later years. That was pretty barback. It was old time blasting and stuff.
1: Well, that's going to do it for this episode, episode 40, 48, I think.
0: 48. Let's get the honest hat oh, back, back on. on. Well,
1: we're going to tie it up. This is Hayden Outbound Podcast. I'm Philip. I'm Shane. Daryl. We'll see you next time.